Okay, everybody, let's take it from the top. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Disney Plus Us, the Disney Plus podcast where we dive into all of the awesome content on that there Disney Plus service. Literally all of it. I am Griffin Tonell, Griffy D-Pad, with my co-host as always, Evan Jordan. That Evan Jordan. The one, Evan, how's it going? The one, the only, man. Uh, it's going good. It's It's been stormy here today, but I kind of, I like those stormy weather vibes, so I'm doing all right. <laughs> yeah, storms are certainly nice. Definitely used to that here in Oregon. Oh yeah, no doubt. And speaking of Oregon, my our guest today, also from Oregon, also from my town. Well, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm not from Oregon. Yeah, but you but live here. Yeah, I do live here. Uh, my friend Kurt Nightingale. Hey, hey, how's it going, folks? This is the third episode you'll ever hear me on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've been on a couple. This is the third, so yeah, I've literally been on a couple up to this point. Now I'm just past a couple. Um, so today we're talking about Treasure Planet, and Kurt, you demanded to be on this one as well. Yes, because just like I demanded to be on Atlantis, and I even referenced this movie during the Atlantis episode. Okay. It is okay. one of my. It's another one of those kind of like lot like forgotten era Disney films, and one of my favorites by far. Oh yeah, I love it as well. It had been so many years since I had seen it, so it was kind of it was almost like watching it for the first time again. Yeah, watching it now, you kind of forget that, oh, yeah, this movie was a massive box office flop. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Looking at some of the stats here, uh, released on November 27th, 2002, with a runtime of 95 minutes, it had a budget of $140 million and a box office of $109.6 million. So, yeah, totally. Wow. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's not... That's not the kind of numbers you want to see, you know? <laughs> but it's also not unusual for, like, a movie in, like, Disney's kind of forgotten era. Yeah, yeah, they definitely, I think, less often now you see Disney put stuff out that just straight up fails. But, like, back in the day, they were, they, I feel like they took more risks back then. They took way more risks, and they were willing to, like, if they thought it was a good story or a cool design, they were willing to take their chance and... You know, right. Throw spaghetti against the wall and see if it sticks. Yeah, exactly. Especially with this one, because it was like the last movie of that studio. Marketing didn't do a ton for this movie. There was still your usual stuff you see back in the day, like like all Disney movies. It had its run of McDonald's toys. Oh, of oh, course, yeah. yeah. Before Disney was like, mm, no more of this partnership. <laughs> Not- I have a I have a McDonald's toy back there. Until they were finally like, you know what? This is unhealthy. We don't want to support that. We want to keep selling our unhealthy stuff away from your unhealthy stuff. <laughs> and they, don't, they don't have fry carts anymore. If you didn't know, the Disney parks used to have French fry carts. McDonald's, French fry carts. What? Yeah. It used to be a thing you can go to the fry carts and get, you can just buy some McDonald's fries. Okay, now, to, I'd, be, I'd be here for that if that was still a thing. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, but that, want but, French that, fries now. but that stopped when they cut off their partnership with McDonald's. Yeah, that was a mistake on their part. I'm going to go ahead and say that right now. All right. <laughs> Disney, either bring this partnership back or just do it yourself. <laughs> Make your own Disney fries. So give, give us fry carts. <laughs> I just want High School right. Musical, the musical, the series, season two, and French fries. Yeah. Oh, God, did you... We're going to get off track for a second. Wait, why not, why not High School Musical, the musical, the series, okay, branded up. French fries? Um, did you see the announcement for what the next musical is going to be? 
I didn't. It's it's Beauty and the Beast. Ah, okay. Beauty. That's gonna this be cool. Topical. This was guest. released like be the our day. guess. I'm not gonna sing more because it's copyrighted. Yeah, it's um. <laughs> oh, we don't worry about that. Yeah. You should hear the intro to this podcast. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I'm literally a media. I studied. I'm a media professional. I study the media and everything as an academic. I should. I, if anyone should be mindful of it, it should be me. <laughs> yeah. Um. They announced this like the day before we're recording. So yesterday. Um. It looks. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be real fun. Uh, but we're not here today to talk about High School Musical, the musical, the series. <laughs> We're about Treasure We're Planet. About Treasure Planet. That's right. That's right. And God, that might be the longest we've gone before actually jumping into that talking about <laughs> the movie. Um, I think it's safe to say we all love this movie. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. I mean, amazing animation, a fantastic uh, story adaptation, a fantastic cast. I mean. <laughs> yeah. It, it does have a good I mean, cast, and and I agree yeah. that the animation is just kick ass it's really good it, and i mentioned this in the atlantis episode this is another movie that takes that more traditional like 2d animation but then incorporates cgi in such a fantastic way yeah absolutely i agree yeah the they did a, similar to atlantis with that episode which i highly recommend everyone goes back and listens to if they haven't because uh, we really d- dove into the CGI of that episode. They did a similar thing, with, especially with the ships and with the environments. And, oh, no, God, it was just beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. But even, like, looking at this cast, um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, David Pierce, yeah, Emma Thompson. We know we know who, who I, why my favorite is. Martin Short. Martin Short is Ben. <laughs> um, Martin Short's great. The one that surprised me the most on here, though, is a name that's not as big as the other ones. It's Laurie McCaff. Yeah, wasn't um, she uh, in, Bond. like, like, where do I know her from? I know that name. I was going to say, you recognize her voice, right? I know uh, that... She's Andy's mom. And she's got it going oh, on. Oh, yeah. I hate you. I remember from yeah, Scream um, 2 also. She was in Scream 2. She was. Yeah, she's kind of just, she was one of those people that kind of got typecast as a mother. Yeah. Um, in a lot of roles. But she was also in, I think, last season of Supergirl. Okay. She was in Lady Bird. As someone who, I think Griffin said, uh, what did you describe her character again? Oh, but, oh, that she was just a terrible human being. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, okay, look, I'm not going to spoil Supergirl on a Disney podcast. <laughs> Um, but I, yeah. feel like, I feel like no, I feel like that's where you would spoil it because uh, also I honestly because competing properties. Well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Treasure Planet. We're here to talk about Treasure Planet. Yes, Treasure I've, Planet. <laughs> come hell or high water, I will bring this podcast back on track. <laughs> well, welcome to welcome to Tangent, the podcast. <laughs> uh, I haven't had one of these in a while. <laughs> so, general thoughts before we jump in. We all love it. Anything other than the CGI we want to highlight before jumping in? I mean, I am. And I mean, Griffin, you and I have talked about this when we're talking about some of your game design concept stuff. I'm very much a narratologist in basically any kind of media. I am obsessed with a good story and with, uh, with a fantastic like, like character development and, development and all that. And I think this film has a, it's an it's not an original story. It's an adapted story. Right. Because it's, it's based it on, adapted. On, uh, on Treasure Island, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, but it was adapted masterfully, and they took all the individual characters and, and 
everyone got some kind of development. It wasn't like, oh, they're just there for you know whatever. I don't care. No one cares. There's there's they like everyone got, even some like the side characters. You you get development just from their how they would interact with each other. Right. Uh, and so like that, just like the the level of detail in their story. Yeah, a lot of this, subtle was, subtle like character touches like that that really like stick with you and stand out. You know. Yeah, and I think we see that like you said, Curtin, every character and it is emotional and impactful in each and every one of them. Right. And I mean, we'll, I'm sure we'll get there at some point in the actual proper discussion portion and not the general thoughts, but like one of the best examples is uh, Jim and Silver and their interactions together. Yeah. And with that, let's jump into the plot. (laughs) (laughs) I will do this. Damn it. All right, so we opened this movie in the vast emptiness of space. There is nothing, and then there is a ship, and god damn, it is beautiful. You know, I don't think I've ever seen an opening like that before in anything. The I don't think anyone's ever done the, the vastness of space and then a ship appears. No one ever. We get, we're getting an awesome voiceover by Tony J. Yeah. Um, kind of just talking about setting the world. Oh, there's ships. There's space travel. This is all normal. And then there's pirates. Can I? I want to make a very quick tangent. It's very God short. God damn it! <laughs> it's just a. Cause I, I was thinking about the 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 you know the sci-fi staple opening of empty space and the ship appears. And can I say my? I think one of my favorites for that is still Spaceballs. <laughs> you you say can you it say just, I can't stop you? Because it because it just <laughs> it just takes way too long. <laughs> yeah, it does. It it's a nice build-up. In space and that's on purpose, and it's fantastic. But I'll tell you what: in this movie, it was done really well. And I liked it. Thank, and thank this, you, in this movie, it was just the right amount of time. <laughs> Look, I can mute your mic and I will. <laughs> All right, so we're in space, ships, pirates, and there's the legendary pirate Captain Nathaniel Flint, who essentially has the ability to appear from nowhere, raid ships, and disappear into the ether. And no one knows how he does it. And he hides all of his loot in one singular no- location. Treasure, treasure planet. planet. Oh, that was kind of, that was epic. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> High five. But it's hard to high five. We're, we're an awkward distance away from each other. Yeah, so the mics don't pick each other up. Um, but we learned that this isn't just some random point in the past. This is actually young Jim reading a storybook. Um, Jim, who... Illusions of grandeur, if you will, at this age. but Played by Joseph, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Once off of, the, once off of this, their planet, uh, Montressor, wants to go out and explore the galaxy. Much like jo- Joseph probably felt when he was a child star. Yeah, jo- wait, um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is, he's still a child star. He, he's an actual child, isn't he? Yeah, no, he's, he, he's been a child for he many do, he years He doesn't now. age, you know? He just looks good all the time. Yeah, his, his looks good. <laughs> he really does. <laughs> Him, Paul Rudd, Paul Rudd, Keanu Reeves. Bunch of vampires. Man. How many times Paul Rudd comes up on the show? Wait, Paul Rudd Paul has came up on 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 Scootcast like two or three times already. Also, so I feel like it's it's more than you'd think. Paul Rudd comes up in my everyday life a pretty good bit. <laughs> Same here, actually. We talk All about right. Paul Rudd a lot. I mean, the last week we've mentioned him like three or four times already. Yeah. Um, we're now twelve years later in the future, and um, Jim's dad has left him. Yeah, why why wasn't Paul Rudd in this movie? Jim's dad has left him, much like Paul Rudd is leaving this conversation. Um, And Jim has kind of grown into something of a troublemaker. Um, 
his mom is running the Benbow in, and while she's doing that, Jim is off solar or sky surfing among the Alponian solar crew. Or yeah, because uh, from Alponian solar cruising sky surfing, words are hard. Two thousand two, right? This is two thousand two. Uh, so two thousand. Yeah, I guess skateboarding in there somewhere. Skateboarding has to be in everything. Yeah. Uh, Up until like two thousand five, you have to have skateboarding. Legit though, this is like one of my favorite scenes of the movie. Oh yeah, no, it's and it's actually a great example of the uh, detail in animation, as yeah. as he's like, you know, doing his little sky surfing thing everywhere, where every time he he hits something, you see those little sparks fly, you see thing like things get affected by the his, his speed as he goes by them, like. <laughs> it's okay. It's a, it's a great, and then uh, obviously the actual sky surfer thing itself. Which was is super cool. Fantastic, yeah. so cool. Amazing, is a fantastic design. Like, but yeah, then we also get like the little things. Like, I I equate this scene to the uh, vine swinging scene in Tarzan, where it's very much a, oh yeah, by the way, we can do CG and we can do CG really well. Let's show you what we can do. Right, absolutely. It's like they um, they gotta have those moments where they let the animators kind of just go at it, you know. And, yeah, this was definitely one of them. And what's great about this is we see it come full circle later on. Uh, yeah, definitely. It ties back in. So he's sky surfing, having a ball, just having some good old fun. And then he gets caught yet again by the local police robots. Uh, takes Taken home, embarrassed in front of <gasps> all of the Benvo Inn customers. Robobbies, if they're British. Hate you. Robot cops, cops are bobbies, robobbies. <laughs> <laughs> all right that's the end of the podcast all right <laughs> i mean he's right <laughs> that's why we're ending it um obviously his mom is extremely disappointed in him and gives him the whole act basically being like you're all i have please don't make me lose you uh, she's he, playing the mother guilt card if he gets caught one more time he is going to end up in juvie um, and life goes on. And then one day, a spaceship crashes near the end. And life goes on. <laughs> uh, the pilot, the, who is very much dying, uh, gives Jim a sphere, telling him to, quote, beware the cyborg. And then a bunch of pirates raid and burn the end down. As, as happens. And life goes on. <laughs> and then the next day happens. <laughs> um... Uh, Jim and his mom and their friend, Dr. Dilbert Doppler, uh, get out of there and flee to uh, Doppler's study. Uh, Jim finds out that the sphere is actually not just a sphere. It's actually a holographic projector, which is a map, a map that contains the location of Treasure Planet. And the nearest Denny's. We got it. Yeah. So you could stop for a bite on the way. You know, the yeah. Nearest space Denny's. People get hungry when trying to find Treasure Planet. So they're like, well, we got this map. Nothing bad could happen if we go looking for Treasure Planet. <laughs> Nothing bad. Uh, what could ha- what could possibly happen when we try to find some some uh some like mysteriously disappeared uh pirates treasure pl- tre- tre- treasure hoard. And nothing like, bad ever happened to anybody who went treasure hunting, you know? Never. No, never at all. Everyone who's on treasure hunting has gotten their treasure and and like lived to tell the tale and had a great time afterwards. Yeah. So Doppler decides let's commission a ship and go find Treasure Planet. What a Doppler, Mister Afraid of Fear. Wait, no, yeah. not afraid of fear. I, no, I mean, he's not, afraid of fear. I mean, yes, but afraid of like things. Everything. In general. 
Um, they commissioned the ship the RLS Legacy um, on a mission to find Treasure Planet. Um, the ship is being commanded by Captain Amelia. Do you, do you think this ship may have been called the uh, Legacy because this is that studio's final bit of Legacy? Voiced by Emma Thompson. Okay, I thought I presented a good theory there. Um, well, the RLS is actually um, short for uh, Robert Louis Stevenson, so maybe. Yeah. Um, Robert Louis could, Stevenson, could be, the original author. Yeah. Yeah, it could be two references there. Yeah. I would not be surprised. Um, some studios were known to do, do stuff like that, to sneak that kind of crap in there. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So there's Captain Amelia and her first mate, Mr. Arrow. Good old Mr. His Arrow. His name is Mr. Arrow because he's disciplined and acts straight as an arrow. <clears throat> I'm not sure if that's the reason, but that's my reason. Very <laughs> creative. Uh, the crew is rough, right? Um, and it turns yeah, out I mean, they're yeah, being misfits. led by their cook. Uh, they're being led by the cook, John Silver. <laughs> Not, not, I'm not sure why anyone would hire these guys. They're clearly pirates. What? Yeah. No. Just regular working Joe. They need, you know, they need work. Uh, but we, we're getting introduced to um, John Silver when Jim is sent down to work in the galley, um, and he's being supervised by him. And this little pet, probably my favorite character in this movie, Morph. I would Morph like to note... Awesome. <laughs> That in chartering this ship, they are literally paying military personnel and people who they didn't realize were pirates to take them on an adventure. Yeah. <laughs> they are contracting military people. Yeah. You'd think they'd, you'd think they'd have rules about that. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> but yeah, um, it's, they're so clearly pirates. No. Oh, yeah. It's like they're just regular you know? deckhands and cooks. No, wrong. Anyways, uh, the ship eventually. Oh, sorry, we're. T- I'm all over the place. Morph. Um, we're at Morph. We're at Morph. Morph rocks. Yes, Morph is adorable. Morph is Morph is badass. There, I can there's stand by so that. much character in all of these characters, and none has it more than Morph. No one's got a bigger personality than Morph does. Yeah. Um. Anyways, while they're voyaging along the way, uh, they encounter a supernova. And Jim, while securing the lifelines, ends up saving Silver from, uh, you know, certain death. Yeah, yeah, that, that you know. That did happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, then the supernova becomes a black hole. Which happens sometimes. And kills Mr. Arrow. Which happens sometimes. Um, the burst of shockwaves and a super-powered engine, basically... Um, allow Amelia to pilot the ship to safety, and well, Amelia mourns the loss of Mr. Arrow. But and uh, we should note that Mr. Arrow's death was, was not an accident. an accident. It was caused by a crew member named Scroop, because you know this is a crew of pirates. But also, his name is Scroop. Scroop. I repeat. Scroop. Okay, you want to say it a few more times? Scroop. His Wait. name is fucking Scroop. What character were we talking about? Uh, they were Scroop. The, uh... <laughs> I'm just saying, someone walked into a meeting and went, I know what we should call this character. 
Scroop. And everyone went, great idea. Okay, this is a movie that has a character named Dilbert Doppler. Yeah, but that's at least a little more fun than Mr. Arrow. Scroop is meant to be this fucking super evil dude. His name is Sc- well, I, I mean, would like, never take a villain named Scroop seriously. Like, well, take, take Seinfeld, for instance. Kramer. I mean, best character on the show, right? But what, what the hell's a Kramer? Yeah. <laughs> I had a dog named Kramer once. He was eaten by wolves. <laughs> I Terrible. don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to laugh. <laughs> that was actually 100% serious. The way he did actually get eaten by wolves. Oh. Well, shit. <laughs> Anyways. Okay, um, now that is the end of the on. podcast. <laughs> we have and, devolved entirely. And then life goes on. Life goes on. That's the name of the episode. <laughs> um, yeah, so it turns out Scroop just murdered this guy. Uh, cut his arrows. Um, and Amelia actually suspects Jim because uh, he was the one that secured the lifelines. As the uh, ship reaches Treasure Planet, Jim kind of sort of overhears the crew and realizes oh wait i've been working with pirates he's like finally he's the first person to be like wait a damn second (laughs) i think them's be pirates yeah something something is off with this place you know (laughs) i think these suspicious acting deckhands might be pirates anyways um he learns that they're led by john silver uh, and the uh, mutiny erupts, and they they, they leave no prisoner. Uh, Jim Doppler, Amelia, and Morph abandoned the ship, uh, and we learned that Morph left the map behind. It happens. <laughs> That's right. The map is still there and still in play. Um, Silver thinking. God, it's like it's an important plot item or something. I'm the map. I'm the map. The one you forgot about. <laughs> I'm the map. <laughs> okay, oh I'm putting that over the map now. Um, thinking that jim still has the map silver targets to kill jim um but as he's jimbo dead to rights just about to take him out he hesitates and jim escapes um they all get on the raft get out of there but they're shot down and amelia gets injured uh while exploring treasure planet they meet this little robot yeah, by the way, they, they, they reached Treasure Planet. <laughs> yeah, this is all on Treasure Planet. I said that. Oh, did you, I, didn't, I, didn't, I wasn't paying attention. Come on, pay attention, man. I what? Where am I? What is this? Um, well, it's more Treasure this Planet. Is, this is a Wendy's. Oh, Wendy's? Cool. Oh, I want a Baconator. <laughs> okay, legitimately, though, we don't have a Wendy's in this town. We do not I have a Wendy's we in Corvallis. Unfortunate. I got a Wendy's like 10 minutes from me. So we, nice. we, we've got Jack in the Box, McDonald's, Carl Taco Jr. Bell, Arby's, Carl's Jr. Burgerville. wonder what kind Burgerville, of fast Burger food King. they have in Treasure Planet. <laughs> uh, I don't know, but they do have a robot named Ben. Um, <laughs> <Yes>. Martin Short. <laughs> played by Martin Short, who has lost his primary memory and has taken shelter in a strange place and offers them shelter. Um, he used to work for Shake Shack, but... <laughs> He was actually the uh, the milkshake machine at a McDonald's. Yeah. Oh, but he's broken. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, the pirates corner the group at the shelter, and using a back door, Jim, Ben, and Morph are able to return to the ship to recover the map. Scroop. God, Scroop. God, fucking Scroop. Uh, ends up attacking fucking them. Fucking Scroop. <laughs> and in the squabble, drifts off into the vastness of space. 
Good. Scroop be gone. Scroop is gone. Um, Where he belongs. Um, you can say he. Really, you can say he really got scrooped out of the story. <laughs> he really got scrooped over there. Yeah. Is this what it's like to be he here really, on, scoot ca- on the He really cast? scooped that up. Oh, yeah, but worse. Because <laughs> this huh. is all the, all the scoot cast is is a tangent, right? So Suddenly I feel really bad for you, but also <laughs> Wait, not at all. Did you see the scroop cast? Scroop cast. Hey, there we go. <laughs> you okay? The Griffin's currently on his head and hands. I wish there was video for this. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, right. Where were we? <laughs> oh, yeah. Scroop died. Scroop died, yeah. Scroop, scroop, scrooped up. They got, they got the map, uh, and they were caught by Silver, who, turns out, is really good at his job, because he already has Doppler and Amelia. <laughs> hey, um, Silver hasn't lived as long as a pirate not being good at his job. You know what? That's, that's true. Um, Silver forces Jim to use the map, um, and it directs them to a portal that opens any location in the universe. Now you're thinking with portals. I just... Where has all this energy been? That's a good question. I just... I'm almost impressed. <laughs> um... What Jim ends up realizing is this is how uh, Captain Flint was able to conduct all his raids. They'd open a pl- portal tr- to Treasure Planet, out, sorry, out of Treasure Planet, hit the ship, open the portal to Treasure Planet, and disappear. Honestly, like that's like a, that's like a, that's like any criminal's wet dream. Yeah, it's actually <laughs> yeah. awesome. I mean, this this is kind of a ma- the, I would say the closest deviation to the actual Treasure Island story. Yeah. And it's it's certainly the coolest. Are you oh, saying they, they yeah, didn't have badass. magic teleportation technology in the original Treasure Treasure Island? Yes. <laughs> what? That is what I'm saying. I um, I don't know. I'm thinking about it, and I, I'm pretty sure they did. I think they did. <laughs> <sighs> I I know how I'm gonna promote this to you, and it's just gonna be hurt. It's just gonna hurt me. Um. <laughs> So, Silver Force Jim to use the map, the audio. Are you, you going to promote my tweeting? Have I got the scoop for you? You know what I just realized? Like, this this whole movie's about fucking maps. Yeah, yeah. that's all it is. It's all about maps. It's, it's, it's a cartographer's wet dream. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, finally, representation. <laughs> so they open the portal to Treasure Planet. Um, Scroopless. And the pirates prepare to collect all the loot. Jim finds uh, the remains of Flint, and he's holding this strange mechanical piece that turns out to be Ben's memories. It's his cognitive computer. Um, he gives it to Ben. Ray inserts it right in the back of the skull. As you do. Similarly, this is, this is to, a cool. This is this is a cool part to me. I like this part a lot. Yeah, yeah it and is the really tone cool of the movie. Full 180s. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. But, uh, ben has all the knowledge that he previously had because he was Flint's robot. Um, and Which, by the way, amazing battery on that system. Yeah, seriously. Uh, turns out Flint <laughs> had rigged the planet to explode. 
Well, cause yeah, why? You you're you become the greatest pirate of all time. Why would you ever give someone a chance to get your stuff and take and take your place? <laughs> yeah, even in death, no one will get his treasure. Right. Um. So they're like, well, shit, we gotta get out of here. Uh, so the plant, while the planet's starting to fall apart, uh, Silver attempts to grab an escape boat full of loot, um, and has to let go. He makes the conscious, direct choice. Let's go of it to save Jim. Save Jimbo. Now they're all running for their lives, trying to get out of there. Running, 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 yada, yada, yada. Uh, the survivors end up making it to the ship, but the ship gets damaged in their escape. Um, only able to run at 30% capacity, it's not going to be able to leave the planet and get out of the blast radius before it goes boom, boom. Yeah, I would like to just to add this whole sequence is epic. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, and like the, the point we're talking about, it's been maybe two, three minutes. Um, it, yeah. A lot happens and it's it goes, badass. It starts going fast. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, realizing that they're not going to make it, Jim has to come up with a quick plan and decides that the best way to get out of there is to use the portal and portal away to Montrezor's spaceport. But they have to navigate the boat, the ship, back into the planet. And Jim has to get there before the planet. So he makes a makeshift uh, rocket-powered sailboard. Um, with the is the, this is where the beginning of the movie comes back comes around. Comes back around, yeah. With the help of Silver, and then we get my second favorite scene in this movie. <laughs> it's a, would it would it be the the second time he's surfing? Yes, yes it is. <laughs> um, seriously though, we really get to see Jim's ingenuity in this scene with him weaving through all the things. Um, when his makeshift uh, sailboard fails and he goes plummeting into a canyon, and s- shoves the engine against a the side of the canyon to, to spark make sparks it up and so that it lights and, and ignite ignites. it. It's just so cool. Yeah, this is his. Oh, this yeah. is his moment of triumph. Mm-hmm. And then we get we get that classic thing right now with Ben counting down until the planet goes total. Five, boom. four, three, two, and then you cut and to then the cut shot to the... in space and the credits roll. <laughs> they make it out just in time, just barely. Oh yeah. And they're all celebrating, getting happy. It turns out, oh, Amelia and. Uh, Doppler, they actually kind of they're they're falling in love. They're they're happy. Um, and Doppler, they're ready to get it on like cats and dogs. And Doppler getting uh, <laughs> less afraid of things. Yeah, like cats, for instance. Yeah, specifically. And and Martin Short uh, is is there. Yeah, the hug, yeah. the hug scene between him and Jim is fantastic. <laughs> I know you don't you don't like physical, but I'm gonna hug you. You're hugging me back. <laughs> <laughs> and then he pretends to cry because robots cannot actually yes. cry. I told myself I wouldn't cry. <laughs> Martin Short is just so good. In oh, movie. Martin Martin Short in anything is so good. Martin so Short's talented. just yeah, so he's funny. a talented dude for sure. <laughs> um, but while all the celebrations are happening, Silver is trying to sneak away with more. Um, he's a pirate. What else do pirates do? He makes up excuses. Morph won't do good in jail. I don't do good in jail. Please just let us go. Um, Jim, I'll just like, you son of a bitch. Uh, but he lets him go. But Silver asks him, Morph to See, stick around. He lets him go because at this point they've kind of developed a very weird son, like father-son kind of dynamic. Yeah, they really have. 
that's one weird, of the parts weird, of the movie weird, I don't love. Weird in like how it, it how it works, but not weird in the context of like how it developed. Yeah, it just parts of it make sense, and part of it parts of it really don't. At least in my opinion. I mean, yes, but I feel like that also makes it a lot more human. Oh yeah, totally. That's yeah. why they did it. Yeah. All right. Um, they're leaving. They're moving right along. Um, so they're asking to hold on to morph. Um, and gives him some of the treasure that he managed to grab so that they can rebuild the Benbow Inn. Because, you know, Silver was the one that trashed yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I forget if this... No, they definitely revealed that it was actually them a while ago. Yeah, they, were the, I mean, they were the pirates. Mm-hmm. Chasing the map. Um, and he says that Jim will rattle the stars. God, that's such a cheesy say, yeah, thing to say. Is. Um... Amelia offers Jim a recommendation to the Interstellar Academy before he returns to the spaceport to meet up with his mom. Um, later on, we see a party being hosted at the new inn, which looks fantastic. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it looks awesome. Beautifully designed little inn there. I equate this to the change in in a Lilo and Nani's house in the end of Lilo and Stitch. Oh, yeah. Like, just total upgrade. Oh, yeah. yeah. 100%. Um... They're having a party there. Turns out this is way in the future. Doppler and Amelia are married and have kids. Yes, they do. Jim has become and Jim has <gasps> become a military cadet. The kids. You know what they are? Cat dog. Cat dog. <laughs> the they're cat dogs. What's funny, I thought of that joke when I saw yes. this scene. I thought about making it. But that has not <laughs> been, like, the tone of this podcast for me. Cat dog. Cat dog. <laughs> this is so weird being on the other side of this. I'm normally on the other side. I like being on the other side. <laughs> well, it's my side now. Oh, how the turntables. Yeah, you almost got there. <laughs> okay. Um, military cadet, kids, Jim looks in the sky, Silver's in the clouds. Like Mufasa. We're not really sure what happened to him, but he's there. It has implications. Pretty whenever, sure in, in, in Disney, in anything Disney, whenever, whenever someone's face appears from the stars in the clouds, that usually means they've died. And, and, and that's the end. That's the end of this movie. Thank God. You got through it. You did Not it. Not sure how. You just made it to your metaphorical treasure planet. You know? <laughs> Except now it's exploding. You gotta get out. Dude, you need to jump on that. So all in all. That star surfer. You know? We very much enjoy this movie. That joke didn't land. Yeah. You know? I wanted to you point tried. it out. You know, I, I the effort I put into it was, was vast, but it didn't land. Yeah. So you spent you spent weeks writing it. <laughs> but yeah, I, I like this movie a lot. I forgot how much I liked it. Really, uh, it's so good. Till we, till I rewatched it. I did this. not forget how much I liked it because I've always just loved. Like one thing I've, I've I've always said is like, like the Disney parks when they have like Tomorrowland, it should be a Treasure Planet thing. Yeah, I think what what's fantastic about this, and I keep using that word. Someday I'll find more words to say. Great. Um, you just use one. Phenomenal. <laughs> Amazing. 
Incredible. Grand. <laughs> Done with this shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing that doesn't get talked about enough is the music in this. God damn, is it good. Yeah, it is really good. Oh, yeah. It, it, it has that constant, perfect blend of, like, the emotion you want and that sense of grand adventure. and But it'll go from, like, the grand adventure to, like, the individual, like, home, like, home life to the moment of emotion to the like i was about to say the moment of emotion them without is, any fuss yeah the moment of emo- how it'll just shift to like a moment of emotion is is what's cool to me. that was my favorite part of the music yeah but even with these because this was kind of that era where like every disney movie was associated with some sort of single that they could sell right um what i didn't realize is that the two singles i'm still here and always know where you are are performed by john Riz- Resnick, the uh, the frontman for the Goo Goo Dolls. Yeah. Ah, okay. I was like, I know why I love this music now. Cause I love the I love the Goo Goo Dolls. Thanks. Yeah. Bob. Okay. I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know that that not both. I didn't know you loved the Goo Goo Dolls, but also I didn't know that that's who did the music. Yeah, very few people know that, and I guess I've just openly said that on podcast now. Yeah, you just oh, you just Griffin, outed I see yourself there. On your screen, and it, and it breaks my heart when I, when I remember it. What the? Yeah, fact that this movie was supposed to have a sequel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this movie was supposed to have a sequel. It began to early development. Um, Oof. but at the end of the day, Treasure Planet was such a bad box office flop that they canned it. Yeah, I mean, didn't make enough money. Now, that was probably for the better, because we know how Disney is with sequels. Yeah, but Willem Dafoe was going to be in it. Yeah, but also Disney and sequels. Like, I'm sad that we didn't get more Treasure Planet, but at the same time, it may have been for the better. I also Yeah, it may have just left you with the sour taste in your mouth. I mean, who knows, you know? Yeah, it would have been very interesting to see a sequel to this. I don't want them to take the Atlantis route. Yeah, this, that sequel. It exists. It exists. <laughs> yeah, you're accepting it more than you did in the Oh, I, I, I acknowledge that it exists in this episode. In the Atlantis episode, I refuse to acknowledge it existed. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also want to give a quick shout-out to the fact that there was not one, but, like, there was a few Treasure Planet video games. Um, really? Treasure Planet, yeah, Treasure Planet for the Battle of, at Procyon. Um, was a game released on PC. Uh, there was Treasure Planet Training Academy, uh, There was which was composed of three mini-games, and a fourth game that was unlockable. For And I think that one was for the uh, GBA. Hmm. Yeah, there's GBA, PS2, and uh, PC. I mean, if there was, if there was a, a, a movie you could gamify, this is it. <laughs> Which gets me to the point that I should try to get to in every podcast. This movie, this movie should be in Kingdom Hearts. Oh my God, I'm leaving. <laughs> oh, good riddance. Hang on, I'm gonna page Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. No, seriously. This would be like, honestly, and I talked about this in Atlantis too. This this whole thing would be so good in that movie or in that franchise. You don't even have to have a world for it. You can do what you did with. The, with uh, the pirate ship in the first movie, it'd just be so cool. Okay, my Kingdom Hearts crap is over. I can't. I didn't I, actually yeah. leave. I just walked and looked at my phone. 
So, <sighs> Ashley, Ashley tried to FaceTime me during this. Yeah. So do we have any more jokes to make that is just going to hurt me? Or I am mean, I able to wrap up the show? We'll save those for next time. Yeah, for the future. You know? All right, so final thoughts then on Treasure Planet. Uh, Evan, how about you start us off? I just, I think it's a fun, it's a fun watch. I want to watch it again with, with my kids, because I think this would be a cool one to watch with my kids, but I, uh, I watched this one by myself, but I, uh, really enjoy the animation, it has a cool story, it doesn't overstay its welcome at, at 95 minutes, uh, I think it's fun. I mean, it's a, it's, it's a cool retelling of, tre- of, uh, Treasure Island, and Kurt? I like sci-fi, you know, any, I like I like anything futuristic in any way, really. Good to know for the future. Yeah, I I also love sci-fi and all that. I I love most like sci-fi and like science fiction, fantasy, all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. But I think I think the movie is like the perfect length for what it was at ninety-five minutes. They they got that on point. The like all the sound design, and the music was amazing. The animation and CGI combination was so masterfully done the story was so perfectly adapted and then altered within that universe to make more sense and be more powerful and just the sheer attention to detail in many of the moments and the things you might not realize when you're looking like some of the background characters or even how every character would interact with every it wasn't just them talking and having facial expressions there's actual body language even really subtle body language Unless you're a morph who only did really obvious body language because he's a, <laughs> a floating blob. <laughs> well, even morph had like that proper body language whenever they he would, they, he I don't know. Uh, anyway, any time he would actually inter- inter- imitate the actual characters. Yeah. I'm, yeah. So it's just it's a it's it's again it's a it's a movie that it didn't succeed in the box office, but what? like neither did Fight Club. <laughs> It's and I mean, Fight Club yeah. is around, is, and Fight Club is Fight known as, as one of the classic. best movies they've made. It's, it's, an, it's an automatic classic. It might not be an automatic classic, but it's still a damn good movie. Yeah, yeah I agree with that. Me, it's a good movie. For me, this movie is fantastic. Again, um, someone make a counter for me. Uh, it's great. We're in both the two D and the three D in the animation side. If you've listened to the show, you know that one of my big things is graphics, and that's what? my focal point, because, you know, that's what I study. No way. <laughs> this movie manages... Many movies in this era that tried to do this, weren't necessarily Disney, but sometimes Disney, tried too hard to do both to do both well, and ended up only doing both semi-par. Or they would do one really well and do one, eh, all right. This is one of the rare movies that does the 2D great and the 3D amazing. It's well-rounded. Yeah. It's and honestly, it's just it's something that you should give a watch. Yeah, I agree with that. Chad, definitely check it out. Mm-hmm. Especially with the nature of Disney Plus being what it is, there's no excuse to not go watch this if you have Disney Plus. Yep. All right. Well, with final thoughts out of the way, and in an attempt to not derail this any further than it has already been derailed on multiple <laughs> occasions. Let's round out the show with telling y'all where you can find us. Kurt, since you are our guest, you get to go first. Uh, I am places. Uh, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at uh, goat floater. 
I'm on Instagram at questioning underscore sanity. I have a radio show I do most Friday nights uh, at midnight uh, at KBVR Corvallis, is the university, uh, Oregon State University's radio station, which you can check out at kbvr.com slash listen. Uh, it's a D&D themed show because I do a lot of, I'm the DM of disaster. I do a lot of Dungeon Dragon stuff. Coined by me. Nice. Yes. Uh, who knows? I might try to make that into other stuff where people can like watch it or whatever in other places in the future yeah uh and then yeah that's that's basically everywhere to find me uh and my last my last message to all you listeners is don't get scrooped (laughs) what a great line to go out on i love it (laughs) evan where can people find you uh you can find me on twitter uh at that evan jordan uh as well as you can find scoop gang at scoop gang tweets and like scoop gang i i streamed and i'm gonna get back to that but i'm just so damn busy right now i just haven't had time for it but that's <laughs> that's me, also that, that evan jordan if i'm on the internet it's under that evan jordan awesome and of course you can find me on twitter at griffey at griffey d pad that's g-r-i-f-f-i-d-p-a-d you can follow this awesome show at d plus us that letter d plus spelled out p-l-u-s us yeah, um, as opposed to the last episode, I actually have the Twitter remade now. <laughs> and until next time, have a magical day.